Today is the 21st day of May. I am Denise. Welcome to PsalmsCast. It is my pleasure to be here with you today and every day as we continue to take these steps forward in the book of Psalms. These 30 steps that we take that make a revolution through this month and a revolution in our life. So it's great to be here with you today. So a question before we dive into our chapters today is this. Have you ever messed up so badly that you are pretty certain that the Lord would not forgive you or accept you back into his flock? Perhaps it is not you, but someone that you know or someone that you've been sharing the good news of salvation with but you're not certain how to respond when they share that God couldn't possibly forgive them. Oh, friends, today we are given holy tools that we can apply so that the Holy Spirit can draw each back into the embrace of Father God. This week, we've been reading from the Net Bible, which is also known as the New English Translation of the Bible. And our journey today has us journeying through Psalm 21, Psalm 51, Psalm 81, Psalm 111, and Psalm 141. At the end of today's podcast, for those who desire to go deeper into God's Word, today Jesus has some parables for us to consider that tie in with the Psalms here today. We'll be reading from Luke chapter 15. But first, let's invite the Lord to be the focus for this time. Father God, we come humbly into this moment to seek you. We are searching to know you and to be known by you. Lord, you know the desperate places in our hearts and the challenges that are before us. And Lord, we need your direction. We need your wisdom So we are opening our hearts and we are opening our minds to you, Lord. Lead, guide, and illuminate as we journey today. Psalm 21, a psalm of David. O Lord, the King rejoices in the strength you give. He takes great delight in the deliverance you provide. You grant him his heart's desire You do not refuse his request, for you bring him rich blessings. You place a golden crown on his head. He asked you to sustain his life, and you granted him long life and an enduring dynasty. Your deliverance brings him great honor. You give him majestic splendor, for you grant him lasting blessings. You give him great joy by allowing him into your presence. For the king trusts in the Lord, and because of the Most High's faithfulness, he is not shaken. You prevail over all your enemies. Your power is too great for those who hate you. You burn them up like a fiery furnace when you appear. The Lord angrily devours them. The fire consumes them. You destroy their offspring from the earth, their descendants from among the human race. Yes, they intend to do you harm. They dream up a scheme, but they do not succeed. 
for you make them retreat when you aim your arrows at them. Rise up, O Lord, in strength. We will sing and praise your power. Just a word about the next psalm. This psalm is one that you need to put in your toolbox. This is the psalm that you can refer to when the adversary tells you that the Lord cannot forgive you for whatever that sin is that he's holding over your head. This is also a psalm that you can pull out and share with others when they also struggle with the Lord could not possibly want them as his part of his family. So please take the time to listen deeply and I am praying that the Lord will plant these words of this psalm in your heart and your mind. Psalm 51, a psalm of David written when Nathan the prophet confronted him after David's affair with Bathsheba. Have mercy on me, O God, because of your loyal love, because of your great compassion. Wipe away my rebellious acts. Wash away my wrongdoing. Cleanse me of my sin, for I am aware of my rebellious acts. I am forever conscious of my sin. Against you, you above all, I have sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. So you are just when you confront me. You are right when you condemn me. Yes, I was guilty of sin from birth, a sinner the moment my mother conceived me. Look, You desire integrity in the inner man. You want me to possess wisdom. Cleanse me with hassup, and I will be pure. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Grant me the ultimate joy of being forgiven. May the bones you crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins. Wipe away all my guilt. Create for me a pure heart, O God. Renew a resolute spirit within me. Do not reject me. Do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. Let me again experience the joy of your deliverance. Sustain me by giving me the desire to obey. Then I will teach rebels your merciful ways, and sinners will turn to you. Rescue me from the guilt of murder, O God, the God who delivers me. Then my tongue will shout for joy because of your righteousness. O Lord, give me the words, then my mouth will praise you. Certainly, you do not want a sacrifice, or else I would offer it. You do not desire a burnt sacrifice. The sacrifice God desires is a humble spirit. O God, a humble and repentant heart you will not reject. Because you favor Zion, do what is good for her. Fortify the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will accept the proper sacrifices, burnt offerings and whole offerings. Then bulls will be sacrificed on your altar. Psalm 81 Shout for joy to God, our source of strength. Shout out to the God of Jacob. Sing a song and play the tambourine. 
a pleasant-sounding harp and the ten-stringed instrument. Sound the ram's horn on the day of the new moon and on the day of the full moon when our festival begins. For observing the festival is a requirement for Israel. It is an ordinance given by the God of Jacob. He declared it as a regulation in Joseph when he attacked the land of Egypt. I heard a voice I did not recognize. It said, I removed the burden from his shoulder. His hands were released from holding the basket. In your distress, you called out and I rescued you. I answered you from a dark thundercloud. I tested you at the waters of Meribah. I said, Listen, my people, I will warn you. O Israel, if only you would obey me. There must be no other gods among you. You must not worship a foreign god. I am the Lord, your God, the one who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. But my people did not obey me. Israel did not submit to me. I gave them over to their stubborn desires. They did what seemed right to them. If only my people would obey me. If only Israel would keep my commands. Then I would quickly subdue their enemies and attack their adversaries. May those who hate the Lord cower in fear before him. May they be permanently humiliated. I would feed Israel the best wheat and would satisfy your appetite with honey from the rock cliffs. Psalm 111 Praise the Lord. I give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the godly and the congregation. The Lord's deeds are great, eagerly awaited by all who desire them. His work is majestic and glorious, and His faithfulness endures forever. He does amazing things that will be remembered. The Lord is merciful and compassionate. He gives food to His faithful followers. He always remembers His covenant. He announced that He would do mighty deeds for His people, giving them a land that belonged to other nations. His acts are characterized by faithfulness and justice. All his precepts are reliable. They are forever firm and should be faithfully and properly carried out. He delivered his people. He ordained that his covenant be observed forever. His name is holy and awesome. To obey the Lord is the fundamental principle for wise living. All who carry out his precepts acquire good moral insight. He will receive praise forever. And our final psalm for today is Psalm 141, a psalm of David. O Lord, I cry out to you. Come quickly to me. Pay attention to me when I cry out to you. May you accept my prayer like incense my uplifted hands like the evening offering. O Lord, place a guard on my mouth. Protect the opening of my lips. Do not let me have evil desires or participate in sinful activities with men who behave wickedly. 
I will not eat their delicacies. May the godly strike me in love and correct me. May my head not refuse choice oil. Indeed, my prayer is a witness against their evil deeds. They will be thrown over the side of a cliff by their judges. They will listen to my words, for they are pleasant. As when one plows and breaks up the soil, so our bones will be scattered at the mouth of Sheol. Surely I am looking to you, O Sovereign Lord. In you I take shelter. Do not expose me to danger. Protect me from the snare they have laid for me and the traps the evildoers have set. Let the wicked fall into their own nets while I escape. King David was first a young shepherd boy who spent a lot of time out in the wilderness with only sheep and other wildlife as company. He was raised in a family that honored and taught the precepts that Moses had given to the Israelites after they had been rescued from Egypt. During those endless days there in the wilderness, David grew in a relationship with the living God by talking with him about what this young teenager was seeing in nature and worshiping the Lord in song, in prayer, and in praise. And friends, God took note of this young boy who was filled with a joyful faith, calling out to him and taking joy in all that the Lord had provided for him. In 1 Samuel chapter 13, you can read why God removed his hand from King Saul. In that chapter, verse 14, Samuel states, But now your kingdom will not endure. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart and appointed him ruler of his people, because you have not kept the Lord's commands. Ouch, what a way to be fired. This statement leads one to wonder, what man could capture the attention of the Lord so much so that it was said that he was a man after God's own heart? The answer, friends, is not per se an adult, a man as in an adult, a man of 21 years of age or more. We learn in 1 Samuel 16 that the one that, the, that God directed Samuel to anoint was just a young teenager who was busy out tending his father's sheep in the wilderness. Yes, that young shepherd was the one who challenged Goliath while all the rest of Israel's armies and King Saul hid in their tents, terrified, day after day. The exploits of David are well known and did cause King Saul to envy and then to end up hating him to the point of wanting to murder David. David spent years in the wilderness and hiding from Saul staying one step ahead of him through God's province. And even when Saul presented himself as a target and David could have easily taken his life, David refused to raise his hand against Saul. David was an honorable man and he followed the ways of the Lord faithfully until the day that he didn't. Yes, David was not where he was supposed to be and he was bored. And he saw from his rooftop a woman bathing, and instead of looking away, 
David commanded that that woman be brought to him. That woman was the wife of one of his soldiers that was out in the battlefield. Yeah, David enjoyed a night of forbidden fruit with another man's wife, and then he sent her on her way. And when she found out that she was pregnant and she was carrying the king's child, she let him know. And friends, this was a big deal because in that society, a woman who became pregnant while her husband was out in another country doing battle meant that she would be stoned for adultery. Bathsheba was asking the king for help, and King David's response was to call her husband back from the battlefront with the expressed purpose of Uriah to sleep with his wife so that baby that she was carrying would be credited to him. But Uriah, this soldier, he refused to go home. He refused to enjoy the pleasures of his wife while others were out there dying on the battlefield. So David sent Uriah back to the battlefront along with a note to Joab, the commander of his armies. And that note said to place Uriah on the front line and then have everybody fall back, leaving Uriah to be slaughtered. Literally, it was a military contract murder. And no one knows the sin that David has committed except David and God. David does marry Uriah's wife, who is pregnant with his child. And after that baby is born, God reveals David's sin to Nathan, his prophet. And it is Nathan's duty to confront the king of Israel with the full weight of his sins. You can read about that in 2 Samuel chapter 12. Remember, David is king and could have had Nathan killed for these charges. Yet, instead, David states this fact, I have sinned against the Lord. Because David acknowledges and owned up to sinning against the Lord, God forgave David's sin. Although there were there was a very steep price that was paid shortly thereafter, as well as other natural consequences that happened within David's household. This Psalm, Psalm 51, it's David's writing in the midst of this dark season of being confronted by Nathan of his sins. When we acknowledge that we have sinned, that we have failed to live as God has commanded us to live, our God, He is so faithful to forgive us. And there is no sin too grievous that is not covered by the blood of Jesus at Calvary. So the question boils down honestly to this. Do you know Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior? And if you already do have this personal relationship with Jesus, are you prepared to share the good news and to share the gift of eternal life with others? Or does this idea just seem too overwhelming? Oh, friends, the adversary of our soul so wants us to be afraid to step out in faith and to share Jesus. And it really is as easy as A, B, C. So just for a moment, I want to share some important information. Today, 
Right now is the day of salvation. And the question is, if I die today, will I go to heaven? Why would anyone put off the most important decision they could ever make in their lives concerning eternal life? For by grace you are saved through faith, and this is not from yourself. It is the gift of God. It is not from works so that no one can boast. The Apostle Paul tells us what the gospel is. Now I want to make clear for you, brothers and sisters, the gospel that I preach to you, that you received and on which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold firmly to the message I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I passed on to you as of first importance that I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. So it is as simple as A, B, C. A. Admit that you're a sinner. This is where that godly sorrow leads to genuine repentance for sinning against a righteous God. And there is a change of heart. We change our mind and God changes our heart and regenerates us from the inside out. Then we have B. B. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died for your sins, was buried, and that God raised Jesus from the dead. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died for your sins, was buried, and that God raised Jesus from the dead. This is trusting with all of your heart that Jesus Christ is who he said he was. And finally, we have C. C. Call upon the name of the Lord. This is trusting with all of your heart that Jesus Christ is who he says he was. Every single person who ever lived since Adam will bend their knee and confess with their mouths that Jesus Christ is Lord, the Lord of lords, and the King of kings. Again, it's not difficult. It is as simple as A. B. C. A. Admit. B. Believe. C. Call. A. B. C. Father, we ask, Abba Father, Daddy God, help us. Thank you. First of all, thank you for shaking us and disrupting us once again with your word, for holding up a mirror for making us look at ourselves and for giving us pause to consider. We invite your Holy Spirit into that. We ask that your Holy Spirit speak to us of all the ways that we minimize the preciousness of the gift of salvation and eternal life as we find ourselves longing for what we used to be and how we used to live before we realized our sinful condition. This is so crazy. This is what that is. And it is wrong. And we are not honoring you with it. Forgive us for these things. We pray along with the psalmist. 
have mercy on us, God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out our transgressions, wash away all of our iniquity, cleanse us from our sin. We know our sins. It is always right here in front of our face, and it is against you. We have to acknowledge that. It is against you. It is against you that we have sinned. It is against you that we have done what is evil. So when you judge, you are right. It is justice and it is true. We've been sinful all along, sinful from the times that our mothers conceived us. Yet you wanted us. You desired faithfulness even when we were in the womb. You taught us wisdom even there in the secret place. For some reason, we've continued to grow older, and we're supposed to grow older and wiser. But it is like the wisdom leaks out, and we've replaced it with our own reason, and then we question everything about you. Forgive us. Cleanse us, and we will be clean. Wash us, and we will be whiter than snow. Create in us a pure heart, O God. Renew a steadfast spirit within us, one that is solid and moving forward, one that is not complaining and looking backwards. Come, Holy Spirit, with your presence. Restore the joy of our salvation. Grant us a willing spirit and sustain us. We ask in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Now for those who desire to go deeper into God's Word, at the very end of the podcast today, we spend a spot of time at the feet of Jesus in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, to consider the value of the return of one that is lost. www.psalmscast is the website where you can find out more about what's happening The website is still a work in progress, and yes, we are waiting on the Lord's timing. One thing you can use the website for right now is to send in your prayer requests or to request a Bible of your own. If you would like to partner with PsalmsCast, if this gathering that we share here each day is a life-giving thing for you, thank you for your partnership in helping to build a platform that brings encouragement and God's truth to the weary, the burdened, those who need encouragement, and that need to know that God is present and available to each of us moment by moment here today in the land of the living. There is a link on the webpage. The mailing address, if that is a preference, is P.O. Box 813-762, Smyrna, Georgia 30080. If you have a prayer request or encouragement, 470-240-1509 is the number to dial. WhatsApp users will need to add the number 1 to that sequence for the United States. And of course, PsalmsCast is available on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and MeWe. That's it for today. I am Denise. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow 
going deeper into the Word of God begins in five seconds. Going deeper into the Word of God, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15. Today, we have heard the psalm that David wrote after he had committed grievous sin, first by taking another man's wife and performing adultery, and then by murdering that man. So, you know, we need to understand that when we come to the Lord through the blood of Jesus, because we have been saved and been redeemed, that there is no sin that is too great that cannot be forgiven as we humbly are seeking God day by day. And we are confessing our sin and asking for forgiveness. And there is a very powerful lesson. Well, actually, there are many lessons in this chapter. Many of us know the prodigal son or the parable of the prodigal son. And it, was, it took place here in Luke chapter 15. So simply allow God's words of wisdom to wash over you and to wash through you, trusting the Holy Spirit to bring the message home to your heart and what it means for you today. The purpose of this section is for you personally to learn from the Holy Spirit how to apply God's truth rightly in your life. Luke chapter 15, the parable of the lost sheep and coin. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming to hear him, but the Pharisees and the experts in the law were complaining. This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So Jesus told them this parable, Which of you, if he has a hundred sheep and loses one of them, would not leave the ninety-nine in the open pasture and go for the one that was lost until he finds it? Then, when he has found it, he places it on his shoulders, rejoicing. Returning home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, telling them, Rejoice with me, because I have found my sheep that was lost. I tell you in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous people who have no need to repent." Or what woman, if she has ten silver coins and loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search thoroughly until she finds it? Then, when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. In the same way, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of God's angels over one sinner who repents. The Parable of the Compassionate Father Then Jesus said, A man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the estate that will belong to me. So he divided his assets between them. After a few days, the younger son gathered together all that he had and left on a journey to a distant country, and there he squandered his wealth with a wild lifestyle. Then after he had spent everything, 
a severe famine took place in that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and worked for one of the citizens of that country, who sent him to the fields to feed pigs. He was longing to eat the carob pods the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. But when he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired workers have food enough to spare? But here I am, dying from hunger. I will get up and go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired workers. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way from home, his father saw him, and his heart went out to him. He ran and hugged his son and kissed him. Then his son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Hurry, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let us eat and celebrate because this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Now his older son was in the field. As he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the slaves and asked what was happening. The slave replied, Your brother has returned and your father has killed the fatted calf because he got his son back safe and sound. But the older son became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and appealed to him, but he answered his father, Look, these many years I have worked like a slave for you, and I never disobeyed your commands. Yet you never gave me even a goat so that I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who had devoured your assets with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and everything that belongs to me is yours. It was appropriate to celebrate and be glad, for your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found.